0: Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer sitting right over there with a very special guest on the 93 WIBC hotline. Tudor Dixon was the
2: gubernatorial candidate in the state of Michigan and now host of the Tudor Dixon podcast. Tudor, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show in Indy. How are you? great thank you for having me so last night donald trump you know he's basically in your backyard in the state of michigan he chose to not participate in that train wreck of a debate but he was in detroit trying to win over some of these disgruntled auto workers was that the right move
0: You know, I was wondering what his approach would be to this, because his approach in 2016 was we're going to keep the automakers here. They're not going to go to Mexico. But he had a very interesting take on it. He got these and people there were a lot of people there, union workers, non-union workers. And he said, look, whatever is happening right now in negotiations. I mean, this could really be irrelevant if Joe Biden gets his way, because once they shut down gas powered manufacturing, vehicle manufacturing, there are not going to be the jobs out there for electric vehicle. I mean, we just don't need the the same amount of people. You don't need the same parts. You're going to shut down a lot of these non-union shops. You're going to shut down the union shops. These these arguments are very valid that we're talking about wages for today. But in two years, are there going to be jobs there? Uh, It's a it's a valid point.
1: Yeah, I I found it funny that that Biden was in your state uh, at the picket lines you know pretending to care you about
0: was I must have blinked
1: yeah well well yeah I'm I'm sorry let me add the caveat he was there for 12 minutes before he hopped on a plane to hobnob with celebrities in California but he you know pretended to care about gas powered automotive factory workers when When he ran on a campaign, Biden ran his campaign promising to destroy these people's jobs, the gas power automotive industry. And I I just think that it's, it's hypocritically pathetic and hilarious all at the same time.
0: Well, what does it mean for the guy who is leading the charge, the Sean Fain, because he stood next to him, he got yes. pictures with him, and uh, and Trump said, I would ask Sean Fain to say to, to Joe Biden, why are you doing this to my members? And I think that's a really important question for the union right now, to come out and say, hey, wait a minute, you are mandating something that, first of all, consumers do not want, and secondly, you are killing an industry that is critical to multiple states, but to Michigan, incredibly critical. And to his workers in Michigan, we're talking about not only the union workers, and and I know that his concentration is is the union, but once you shut this down, you're shutting down factories across the state. And so I think it's a valid point. Why would you stand next to the guy who is there there with a knife in your back?
2: And when you look at our state here of Indiana, I believe we're number two in automobile manufacturing behind your state, Tudor, in Michigan. Take us through what the electorate is like in Michigan, because I know these UAW union member auto workers, it's been beat into their head. You have to vote blue. You got to vote Democrat. Bam, bam, bam. But when you look at what's going on right now, they're out of work. Everything costs more money can these folks be won over by Donald Trump
0: Look they were won over by him in 2016 I think 2020 was a little different because you know there was a lot going on that they got different types of voters out they got voters out for different issues but I think in the the heart of the people the union workers but the shop workers in general those folks mainly still support donald trump or republicans in general because when i was running i had a lot of these people that pull me aside and and it's like almost they have to whisper it because they do have they are part of this union that does demand loyalty to the causes that they choose and as we see now they haven't they haven't planted their flag with either candidate but They have historically felt like they've had to be pulled a certain way. But Donald Trump changed that because they saw the writing on the wall and they said, hey, we want to keep our industry here in Michigan. We've been hurt. We've seen a lot of factories close. We've seen a lot of these. We saw factories going to. Mexico. And we saw that wave. We saw the bailout and we saw that wave of suppliers that closed. So the working folks are really looking at this and saying, well, let me let me really consider are the Democrats looking out for us right now when we in Michigan have some of the highest energy costs? Gretchen Whitmer wants to shut down our pipeline in Michigan that's actively in the works right now. (laughs) And now we're talking about changing over to EVs, which will shut down many more jobs.
2: The thing that bothers me the most, and we're speaking with Tudor Dixon here on the Hammer and Nigel show, is, Tudor, you see what happens in this country. Take a state like Pennsylvania, for example. They put a vegetable in the U.S. Senate. They put John Fetterman in a position to be one of the 100 most powerful people, even though he came out and said, yeah, I'm totally against fracking. I look at your state and I see a president of the United States saying he wants to put all of these people out of work. But for whatever reason, I got this bad feeling they're going to go in there on Election Day and vote to end their own jobs. How did we get to this point?
0: Well, honest, quite honestly, I think it's because Republicans have not been active enough at messaging and informing and educating the public. We have a few Friendly radio stations, we have a few friendly television networks, and we think that's enough. But the Democrats are getting to you every which way they can. They're getting to your streaming video, they're getting through your cell phones. They're, they're pretending Republicans are something that they're not so that they don't have to run on anything. So you're not questioning what they're doing. You're just going to go out there and vote against this bad guy that they've created. And that's what we've seen in races across the country. Republicans have to start doing that, getting to people directly through their phones, telling them the truth, educating them, because people aren't watching cable news anymore. They're not watching to the extent that the entire country is is on social media, is on streaming television. And so we have to go out there and show them who these people really are because I'm telling you, the average person does not know Joe Biden's dedication to getting rid of elector, getting rid of gas-powered vehicles, and yeah. the average person didn't know Gretchen Whitmer's. But if you look at her new climate plan, it will destroy manufacturing in the state of Michigan. There is no question about it. But people simply don't know because we are doing a poor job at educating them.
1: You got You mentioned getting the message out, Tudor, and I want to ask you about your own personal experiences with public debates and performing and prepping but do you think that uh gop primary debate last night helped anybody or helped people make any decision i I just i think it was kind of a debacle last night i'm wondering your your take on what you saw last night in that uh, debate in california
0: we keep thinking that we're going to see somebody that's just going to stand out, but you're in a group of seven people. It's a lot. There's a few times when you can talk. There's there's people talking over one another just to try to get a word in, to have a moment. I don't think we actually had a moment last night. We haven't been able to dig deeply into what people would do. So, no, these Republican debates are kind of like a litmus test. Where do you stand on the conservative issues? I mean, it's it was like that in Michigan, too. Yeah. And in some cases, it can drag you to an area you don't want to be in, and it it's really not – it's not, I mean, this is why Donald Trump's not going to them. He doesn't want to be dragged to an area and he's not trying to stand out. So you have to say, okay, well, maybe politically that's an intelligent way to be.
1: Yeah, Tudor, I mean, you're no stranger to public debates. I remember, you know, a year ago you faced off against three dudes who were all vicious to you during the that Michigan GOP gubernatorial primary. And then of course, the wholly unlikable Gretchen Whitmer. And I'm just wondering what you think of the actual debate format. I know they all vary from debate to debate, but what do you think of the debates? And is it constructive and conducive to being able to get your message across?
0: I think it's really good for someone who is unknown to be able to get out there and to be seen and to be able to get their message out. I certainly don't think that it is the answer to winning an actual election, but I do think it shows people that you know your stuff. You can talk about it. You're not going to panic under pressure. You're able to talk. And, and you know, it's interesting when you go into these things. I heard somebody say yesterday, a debate, there's not really winning a debate. Mm. It's trying not to destroy yourself in a debate. And so there is there's a test, but it's the only time when the public gets to hear somebody ask you a question and you have to be put up against a backdrop with your opponent. And, and you, you can clearly see if there's a difference or how that person reacts. So uh, the debate process is good. But how many do you have to have? I right. mean, at a certain point, we've got to whittle down this field. We can't. It's really hard to go out and, you know, at a, at a point we had 12 people in the gubernatorial race in Michigan is too many. That's the that At that point, a debate is pointless.
1: I, I just think, just one more question before I let you go, we're speaking with Tudor Dixon, who uh, was a gubernatorial candidate in Michigan. I, I mean, your governor is wholly unlikable. I mean, one of the worst. I, 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 even That's about the than, nicest way we've ever I, I, referred I mean, to her like, on this she had program, by the, the way. some of the most, most <laughs> just draconian lockdown, I mean, worse in your state than than other states here in the midwest um and now there's talk if joe biden doesn't run it's going to be gretchen whitmer
2: (laughs) whitmer gavin Newsom, Um, they're all in the same conversation what,
1: what, what do you think about this this notion do you i mean do you think joe biden's gonna make it to uh 2024 and if not who's it gonna be for well, the
0: democrats. I, I think Newsom is definitely positioning himself to be I mean he's at the debate last night, he's now debating Ron DeSantis. I don't think Gretchen Whitmer has it in her. She you know, I was told she was going to oh. be this masterful debater and afterward people were like, "Okay, now we know why she pushed it off to the third week in October." So, I don't think that she has what it takes to go into that national scene. I think that we would have Kamala 2.0 and it would be a it would, she would, she just want to get very far. I don't think outside of Michigan, she's going to have a lot of appeal. Gavin Newsom is slick. There is something about that guy where he can get out of tight spots and he can manipulate with words and he can charm people. And he terrifies me from that standpoint because his state is a wreck, but people listen to him talk and they're like, wow, I mean, maybe he's not that bad. Like, what are you talking about? So he, I think that if we're, if we should be worried about somebody you know, tripping Joe Biden as he walks by. It's it'll be Gavin Newsom.
2: Tell me about the Tudor Dixon podcast. Like, do you have the green light to say a bunch of stuff that we can't say here on the regular radio? Can you just go unfiltered on that bad boy?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think we have yes, definitely done that. It's, I mean it's fairly really tame. We talk about we talk about a lot of issues that affect parents, a lot of talk about how social media impacts kids, food, and, and all of those things. Obviously, I have kids, so those are my concerns. But we talk policy, too. We talk about these factories that are coming into Michigan straight from China and the impact of that. And nobody's really talking about that. So we dive dive deep into those issues and it's I mean sometimes we have fun and sometimes we just get really serious
1: your your state is so so beautiful it's run by a complete lunatic I think but I uh, visited Lake Michigan for the first time in my life over the summer St. Joseph you ever been to St. Joseph (laughs) Tudor yeah it's I mean it's just just incredible a
0: little bit found Uh, from me
1: yeah what's that
0: it's just a little bit south of me.
1: Yeah, it's like three hours north of us here in Indy. So I would recommend anybody, uh, if you're thinking about going on a little vacation, a little three-day road trip, going to St. Joseph. Hey, Tudor, thank you so much for uh, calling the show. Make sure to check out the Tudor Dixon podcast. And uh, we'd love to have you back on sometime real soon.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.